your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service, too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. He's Jamie Rivers. That's Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kylie. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Happy to be joined by the voice of the Blues. He is Chris Kerber joining us here on the show. Curbs, how you doing today? Brandon, I'm doing really well. I'm sitting here wondering if there was a meeting or at least a conversation in the Major League Baseball uh, offices saying, hey, did we really think this through when we decided to release the Gold Glove winners? Well, was there anything else that anybody was paying attention to last night? You know, I mean, I'm sure that I I can't imagine what that meeting was like, where they were like, hey, you know, well, we've got to decide on the calendar what day would be best for us to release, you know, this big night of awards for us, the Golden uh, Golden Glove Awards. What do you guys think would make the most sense? November 3rd. Nothing else going on. Jamie, that sounds great. It's a Tuesday night. I'm sure that it's going to have the full exposure because, you know, football's on Monday and Thursday. We'll, we'll take a Tuesday in early Corner November. Of the market. Like, what, did nobody I, look at the calendar and say, oh, damn it, there's something else that day as well? I, I've always thought this would probably, you guys should do a new segment. You can call it the boardroom, right? Where, like, there's always something where you're going, didn't somebody in the meeting ask this question? Or what do you think, like, like think of a bad advertising campaign or something or something where somebody totally missed it and you're going, can you imagine of being in that meeting where somebody said, "Hey, I've got an idea," and this is it? Like, Curbs, I mean, do you think I, that I, guy I, still I, has I, a I job kind of today? Of, what, say that. I said, do again? you think that guy who made that final decision to have the uh, the Gold Glove Awards on election day? Do you think that guy still has a job today? <laughs> I don't know. Like, if you're <laughs> if you're Manfred, do you sitting there watching this going on, going, I think I'm going to say, nah, you know what? There's no point. Don't even send the text. We'll deal with it tomorrow. Just let it go, man. <laughs> Just let it go. <laughs> We're talking with Chris Kerber here on 101 ESPN. All right, Kerbs, I wanted to talk to you briefly about this Colton Pareko story that Jeremy Rutherford released earlier today. He had some great quotes from both Pareko himself and Doug Armstrong talking about Pareko. I want to share one with you here. Uh, Doug Armstrong said, quote, I've talked to Colton, and in my mind, it is his team on the back end right now. He is the alpha male. He's been here the longest. He's got the game to be the alpha male, and now he wants the challenge, end quote. Again, that was Doug Armstrong in JR's piece talking about Colton Pareko. And now that this is going to be Colton's role, what do you think we see different from his game this year? We always talk about the mentality and trying to be a little more aggressive with his shot, but what do you think we see tangibly as fans change from Colton Pareko going into this upcoming season? 
if we see anything change, I, I think the change will be in the fact that you see more of what his all-around game can really be because he's going to be in more positions to show it. I, I think, and, and really, I, I got to defer to Jamie on this one who played defense in the league. You're talking about a guy that, that is only going into his sixth season in the National Hockey League that has now gone to a conference final once, a Stanley Cup final, and won it. And you look at some of the stats over the last couple of years, guys, and I'll bet you his even strength hockey stats are right in line with Alex Petrangelo's, if not at times his minutes are even more. And I think the biggest difference between minutes played between Colton Pareko and Alex Petrangelo is the fact that Alex Petrangelo was getting more of the candy on the power play. So I think if you're going to see anything, it's just going to it's going to be more of a continued development into an all-around number one defenseman in the National Hockey League because the situations are going to dictate he gets the playing time versus having to have watched that playing time go to somebody else the last couple of years. Yeah, Curbs, I agree. And you're right. You know, he's at the point now in his career where you have to see as an organization if he can still trend upward with his development. Can you get some more spike out of this guy moving forward, or has he hit his plateau? So I think the timing based upon the Alex Petrangelo free agency and all that stuff, I think the timing is perfect for Doug Armstrong to basically tell him, this is your moment, you know, go seize the opportunity. And at the same time, we think we you can bring some offense to us. And the number one way to do that, Curbs, and we discussed that earlier, is I would literally tell Colton Pareko, every time you get the puck, if it's on a power play in that situation, I want you shooting it. I want it to be so obvious that you're shooting the puck so our forwards have no doubt to get to the net and their forwards know that, you know what, if I get in the way of this, like the hurt is coming here, so I'm either going to block this shot or next time I'm going to get out of the way. Either way, I think by default curves, it creates a little more offensive upside for Colton Pareko. Well, and, and the, fact that, the fact that Doug Armstrong is essentially publicly saying he's the alpha dog back there, I hope that that gives Colton Pareko the confidence to, for lack of a better way of saying it, be a little more selfish. I, I hope it gives him an opportunity to, to go ahead and let it rip because it's not like you've got somebody waiting in the wings behind him here. Now, this is going to be interesting because it's clear based on recent history, you look at this defensive group, doesn't Tory Krug become your number one quarterback on a top power play unit right now? I mean, it, it, it would make be. all the sense in the world. Okay, so if that if he does if, if that happens, that leaves Colton Pareko with the last minute of the power play, forty five seconds. For me, there's two things on the power play that help, and I and I think we saw Colton Pareko shoot it more. And by the way, we always tend to focus on the power play. We, we need to see that shot more often, five on five too. Uh, that that has to be w- without a doubt part of it. Some of it comes down to his footwork. Is he in position to shoot the puck? Man, I'll tell you another thing, though, is do we have somebody passing the puck to him where they're putting it in his wheelhouse to shoot it? And that's another big factor there where the other players around him have to get into the habit of looking to pass that puck to him in his zone. Jamie, I, I almost think they got to go to him and say, where do you want the puck? Like, it, like, like where do you want us to put the puck for you to one-time it? And to me, that's – that, then they've got to start doing it and working on it. And it's a practice thing. It's a consistency thing. It's a coaching thing, you know, to, to get that consistency in there. But that's a big part of that process.
Yeah, I agree, Curbs, and you're right. Tory Krug is going to get the lion's share of at least the first minute to minute 15 of the power play. But I look at it as, and to your point, how do we get it to where Colton Pareko gets the puck in the wheelhouse, and how do we get it to where you know he realizes that they want him to shoot the puck? I think it's clear. You have two different power play units with two different identities. Your number one power play, certainly you let those guys get as creative as they'd like to be. Your number two power play, you turn that into a shooting gallery where you have someone who can put it in the wheelhouse for Colton Pareko. You've got guys that are willing to not only just get to the net, but stand in front of the net while he's shooting. And then you take that doubt out of the game. Colton Pareko knows that he's shooting the puck. Your entire power play knows that they're into screen or deflection mode, as well as puck retrieval after that. And like I said, you just pepper the opposition with bombs from the point. Well, and you know, we've got to look at this. You're talking now, you're you're talking... Ken Hitchcock, right? Mike Yo, Craig Berube. You're you're talking about going from, you know, from from Brad Shaw to to Mike Van Ryan. Okay, well we're looking at a lot of different coaches that have seen this shot, right? But we're talking about it. It's not a secret, right? In the end, to me, I think like there's no way that all those different coaches have said, "Well, we're just going to hold off and not make this happen," right? So to me, I do think part of it comes on to the player and the mentality of the player. And I guess that should remain one of the question marks or storylines to watch. Is Colton Pareko willing to let it fly more and take those chances and go ahead and, and make that a much bigger weapon in his arsenal? Uh, because, look, you, you've got to think that all those coaches involved have looked at that, and, and every single one of them, you know, at one point in time, Jamie and Brandon have had to have said, well, we definitely would, uh, want to see this shot more. No one is saying we want to see the shot less. Final question that I've got for you, Curbs, is kind of off of this subject, but on to when are we going to see Colton Pareko back on the ice? What have you heard from whether it be players, personnel, pe- people that are inside of the league as to what it's been like to try to prepare for the upcoming season with the uncertainty of knowing when the actual start date is going to be, because there's been really nothing that is determined on that end yet. Yeah. So, you know, imagine fans trying to figure out what do we do from a ticket standpoint, that kind of thing. Players are in the same mode from a player standpoint. Talked to a couple of guys on Monday and the level of frustration that they have, they understand that there's really no real answers to be given yet, but they're not sure how to train. You know, do we train like this is, the middle of July, knowing that we, we still have a couple months, or do we start to train like we're getting into it in just a, a couple of weeks here? And so some players are still considering going back out of town to, to where they might vacation in the summertime so they don't get bored with, with training here. The different things like that. So it, it is – I know fans would really love to have some answers, Brandon, but I can tell you that I, I know that there are presidents of teams, hockey players for teams – uh, front offices, general managers that just don't have an answer for anybody yet on this one. And I guess you listen, I can understand it. And I guess it does make some sense. Doesn't it? Like, I mean, the bottom line is, is why come out and say something that could potentially paint yourself in a corner if you just don't have the certainties yet. And it's clear that the NHL does not, they, they are going to, at some point in time, the players association and the NHL are going to have to engage, I think in further negotiations on how, the financial structure of a season is going to look at if these if, if it's determined that an 82-game schedule is not in the cards. 
Yeah, it feels like sports as a whole, or at least a lot of them right now, are just in a holding pattern. That certainly applies to the NHL as well. Curbs, we always appreciate the time, man. We look forward to talking with you again next week. All the best to you and the family. Yeah, sounds good, guys. We got we got to get some kind of more sports going because last night I found myself watching Pogo Lusa, like Pogo sticking on the Ocho. So we need some reality here. Now, Curbs, that can be exciting, though, so don't sell it short. Dude. Some of the flips they were doing were sick. I mean, but but seriously, I looked it up. One of those pogo sticks is only like 350 bucks, and it can get you 10 feet in the air. <laughs> only. Curves, the we gift have, that gives back. We, we have very different concepts yeah. of what only <laughs> such amount of money is. <laughs> Listen, well, what else What else is going to get you 10 feet in the air for 350 bucks that you can legally use, I mean? <laughs> Right? I'm, not, uh, I'm glad you put that disclaimer well, there in there. was something that was uh, voted on in Oregon last night that I think might be able to get you there. And New Jersey, too. Curbs, yeah, always appreciate the yeah. time, my man. We'll talk with you soon. All right, guys. Have a good week. You got it. That is-